Tuesday, November 16th, the 320th day of 2021. There are 45 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Big infrastructure bill signed into law yesterday by the president. We'll tell you about that. Got the COVID, uh, latest COVID-19 metrics for you. Also new filings on the local political scene ahead of next year's elections. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know over there in chair number, what's well, technically chair number three. But uh, he's the second banana on today's show. First Baptist Church Litchfield knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. Who am I? The Social Security the Administration knows him as Dennis C. Cook. Prospector in the North. We lovingly know you. him as Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. Hey, it's that time of year. Uh, the Yukon the Cornelius. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. ready. I thought Yukon Cornelius never, never went out of season. He's always well. in season. Rabbit season. Duck season. Rabbit season. Yeah, we have to celebrate Thanksgiving. You, absolutely. <laughs> with what are we going to celebrate it with joy? Yes, we're going to be full, full of joy. Full of joy. You look full of joy. Over I there. am full of joy. You're, it's kind of a different atmosphere in the in the station this morning. I, I like this setup <laughs> a lot. You do. Yeah. Um, it's just there's nothing. No gray clouds hanging over the head or anything. You know, huh, I thought it was odd because here I am stuck with you. No, I mean, it's uh, great. It's just you and I today. We got the memo on the vest. Uh, that worked. It's, it's good. Thanks for texting me. Uh, happy, happy to do that. Your new album, your new music project uh, has dropped since you were here last Tuesday. I would presume you're uh, super excited about that, that it's out there among people. Uh, I am, and I'm nervous at the same time. Okay. Why? Uh, Why nervous? Well, in the past two CDs, it's been other people's songs. And and more times than not, songs that people are familiar with or they've heard me sing before. These are these are my babies, okay. you know. So you're nervous as a songwriter. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well, but don't you think that people, um, they want to be supportive of the mission, even if they, you know, even if they want they they know that it goes for a great cause. Yes. Whether it's. You know, whether it's better than Adele's or Taylor Swift's new album, I don't know. But they, they still want to support you. Yeah, man, that's the goal. And I always tell people, hey, if you hate the way that I sing, still buy a CD and use it for a coaster. Sure. Give it to missions. You know what I mean? Or re-gift. Buy it as a gift to give it to someone else. We'll do those gag gifts still, right? <laughs> yes, the old white elephant. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> there you go. That'd be a great you idea. do that. Hey, a much warmer setup kicks in later today. If you've not liked the high temperature or the cool temperatures in the evenings of the last couple of days. Yeah. We are warming up to uh, the high end of the 60s today before going even higher tomorrow. But we will see gusts of wind up to 40 miles an hour tomorrow, speeds ramping up during the morning. The rain is going to exit early Thursday with some sun breaks in the afternoon. Going to be nearly 20 degrees colder on Thursday than it is going to be tomorrow, so keep that in mind. Ooh. And we'll see dry warmer today, a high of 66. It'll be, it'll be a great afternoon to get out, you know, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in that range. The temperature is going to be nice. Partly cloudy, 56 tonight, mostly cloudy and windy tomorrow. A 1 in 5 chance of rain, a high of 72. So warmer temperature tomorrow, but uh, the likelihood of you getting rained on tomorrow is significantly high. If you look into next week, you can actually, if you tiptoe, Dennis, you can see Turkey Day in the 10-day mm. forecast. And uh, looks like maybe at this point, maybe some rain. Gobble, so it gobble. might be soggy for your turkey trot. All I see is 72 and 26. You can't get past tomorrow? No. Yeah, okay. I don't blame you. It's okay. But yeah, 72 is the range, and then, yeah, Monday. Oh, I see what you're looking you at. Know what you're I'm looking saying. at Monday. Go away with that, UConn <laughs> Cornelius. <laughs> President Biden signed a $1 trillion infrastructure deal with a bipartisan crowd yesterday at the White House in a signing ceremony. He signed his hard fought $1 trillion infrastructure deal into law yesterday before a celebratory crowd on the White House lawn, and he declared that the new infusion of cash for roads, bridges, ports, and more is going to make life change for the better. But prospects are tougher for further bipartisanship. 
ahead of next year's midterms. It was a celebratory it was a celebratory um, crowd yesterday. Of course, you know, the Pelosi crowd, the Pelosiites, the Schumerites, other people from the legislature there to surround the president for the signing of his bill. It did. Uh, I was struck by the fact that there wasn't a mask to be seen anywhere. <laughs> and, you know, had this been some, if, had this been messaging that they were trying to. We're in rough shape, and when you get yeah. your jab, and you got to do yeah. all this stuff. But no, they wanted smiling faces. They just wanted the the toothiest grins they could get. Yes, because they need the political win. Like they have been, they have been struggling so much that it's like we get to sign something into law. Now the harder, the the more uphill battle is going to be on their social spending plan that they're going to try to get down to now, which is going to get, you know, bantied about in the House, and then it'll get uh, stripped down in the Senate before, who knows, it may never it may never see the light of day. But they've not had many wins. I mean, they've been kicking the ball around in the dirt for the last uh, several months on, on this front. And so the Biden administration needs a win, so they'll take it. They're doing their touchdown dance today because they've been able to. Might not have been all that they want, but it at least mm-hmm. something to show for their efforts. Yeah, I saw six people. Behind him, I mean, is that the crowd? Uh, it's a little broader. If you take a wider shot of it, there were a lot of people there, but just okay. you know, lots of backslapping and a lot of we're in the monies and a okay. lot of you know, there's a little more than six there. But yeah, uh, there you got Chuck Schumer doing his Hercules Hercules routine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right there. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> got it. Uh, speaking of COVID, here at home uh, yesterday, a new update: twenty nine new cases of the virus diagnosed since the last update on November eighth. Two new verified deaths also announced, bringing our total in Grayson County to 95. But there are maybe uh, nine suspected COVID-related deaths that are awaiting confirmation from state health officials. Mm -hmm. So we could see our number go over 100 in just a day if those uh, do finally get confirmed. The 39 active cases in the county are down 12 from November 8, but more significantly down 30 from the first day of the month. And we are back into the orange category today with a uh, a metric of 20. But you can tell they're having a really hard time in Breckenridge County at yeah. 79.5. Now, you'll I don't I don't know that you can draw a conclusion between this, but I do know that two weeks ago the Breckenridge County schools stopped wearing masks. Did they? They did. Okay. And I do know that there's at least one Breckenridge County school this week that's having a major positivity surge okay. within their school. I don't know that you can directly co- correct those link, connect those links, right. but at a time when schools are having to make tough decisions on the numbers statewide are looking good, should we relax our, uh, should we relax our protocols? This is at least one example that might give you some caution and say, not just yet. Uh, Grayson County, in particular, is out uh, is out of school all next week. Right. So they're obviously not going to change anything this week. But as they roll into December, I'm not sure. Maybe they'll finish the semester like that and then try and do something different after the first of the year. I did notice Ohio County made the statement that this past uh, yesterday was will be their first day where masks were optional. So it will be a, a two week phase where we can look back at them as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, um, you know, going forward on those numbers. And again, it may for a, be a completely different reason. But when you see this context, when you see Breckenridge County goes up to a positivity rate of seventy nine yeah. and a half, yeah. when they had been in the orange, um, then it makes you wonder. Well, um, is there a connection there? And it would be hard to deny. Uh, it would be hard to rule out conclusively that there's not a connection, but uh, it certainly is not an assuredness either. Right there, uh, our 39 in Grayson County is down 12 from. I mentioned that uh, down 12 from November 8 from last week. The uh, statewide there were there have been about 3,000 cases over the weekend in through yesterday, 3,034 through that three day period. The governor says that it appears that we're plateauing. Um, it decreased for about seven weeks, and then it's kind of been steady over the last two to three weeks. Okay. And so we may hold here for a while before going on down. Uh, we're at um, 5.73%, which we're, we just can't get under five and, and stay there. Statewide, 719 people hospitalized. Of them, 191 in the ICU, 105 
on a ventilator. That's uh, the numbers for across the state of Kentucky. It is the election filing season ahead of the January deadline to file to seek office in the elections for 2022. A former district judge has filed to run for Grayson County Attorney. Shan Embry filed to run for a county attorney yesterday. She is a uh, former 46th District Court Judge for Grayson, Breck, and Meade Counties. She served 16 years on the bench before retiring back in uh, late 2018. Before that, she was uh, Assistant County Attorney and Assistant Commonwealth Attorney for Grayson County as well. Current uh, incumbent Jeremy Logston, uh, as we reported last week, has filed to seek re-election. So the addition there looks like 15 local candidates. We've got 12 incumbents that are now officially filed um, they will see, uh, I think all six magistrates incumbents have filed for, uh, reelection. We expect that the current mayor of Litchfield and the current coroner, we expect they're going to file for reelection, but have not done so as of yet. So you can see the running total at K105.com today. The Beaver Dam man accused of illegally taking his son and niece is now believed to be in Michigan with the two children. 35-year-old Jacob Clare has an arrest warrant out of Gallatin, Tennessee for custodial interference after he failed to return his son, three-year-old Noah, on Sunday. Uh, Jacob Clare also has his niece, 16-year-old Amber. She was last seen Friday, November 5th at about 9.30 at her Beaver Dam residence. Again, last thought to be in the Michigan area. A Hardin County woman has been charged with murder after being accused of shooting someone in the back of the head. 44-year-old Emily Jo Green of Radcliffe was arrested on Sunday by Radcliffe police. About, uh, According to the arrest citation, about uh, 8 o'clock Sunday morning, Green was arguing with another woman in the 200 block of Jeffrey Dot Drive in Radcliffe. During the disagreement, Green is accused of shooting the woman in the back of her head. It uh, is unknown what they were arguing about. Mm. But she is being held in the Hardin County Detention Center on a quarter of a million dollar cash bond. Two men have been indicted by a federal grand jury on child exploitation charges as part of an ongoing undercover investigation in the Owensboro area known as Operation Angel. The U.S. Attorney's Office says the Western, uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Kentucky says 41-year-old Timothy Richard Simone of the Davis County community of Utica is charged, and uh, also 34-year-old Bradley Linderman of Georgetown, Indiana, which is just west of Louisville, is charged with traveling across state lines and uh, several other charges. The two of them are scheduled to be arraigned in Owensboro on November 23rd. That's an ongoing investigation, that Operation Angel, that they are uh, are uh, executing. This headline uh, got my attention this morning. Uh, it kind of takes me back to my back to my childhood. Uh, Donald Homan, who was among the Americans held hostage in Iran for 444 days between 1979 and 1981, was laid to rest along with his wife in Kentucky's Veterans Cemetery in Radcliffe. The couple, both age 79, lived in Elizabethtown and died within several days of each other this fall after contracting COVID-19. Jocelyn Homan is uh, their daughter-in-law. She says they were married for 52 years. Uh, Jocelyn credited her father-in-law's stubbornness with his help uh, surviving the uh, Iranian uh, hostage ordeal. She said he went on hunger strikes and spent time in solitary confinement because of it. Now, Mm. for those of us old enough to remember... This period in American history, uh, from 1979 to 1981, there were um, hostages held in Iran. And to someone as young and impressionable as myself, it really had my attention because I didn't quite understand uh, the geopolitical landscape. You hear about, you know, as a really an eight-year-old when we, you know, started the started the ordeal, um, uh, we. We couldn't imagine how Americans, you know, in the land of the free and the home of the brave could be taken hostage somewhere, you know, right. in, a, in a country right. and have their freedoms taken away from them. And so it was something that I uh, watched a lot and left a big impression upon me. And as you might remember, the hostages were released the day the President Reagan took office, January 20, 1981. 
And so for my young mind, it solidified for me um, the the Iranians wouldn't release the hostages so long as Jimmy Carter was in office. But the day that President Reagan was inaugurated, they released the hostages and wow. they came home and the celebration and all the yellow ribbons that were tied around the oak trees and the you know that that was how we kept them in our minds and our vigils of of yellow ribbons. So that singular moment almost solidified my love for President Reagan mm. because I was 10 years old, didn't understand how hostages could be taken in a foreign land, especially that many Americans. Yeah. And in my 10-year-old mind, President Reagan rode in and saved the day. Yeah. But at the same time, it also vilified – there were other reasons – uh, energy crisis, et cetera. But it also, that singular moment, solidified my dislike of Jimmy Carter because in my 10-year-old mind, it said he couldn't figure out how to bring the hostages home. Mm-hmm. All right, so when you don't understand the geopolitical yeah. landscape, you're very susceptible to good guy, fell short guy. You know, you just saw this is the guy that got the hostages to come home. So you give him a whole lot of the credit. He's a hero. Yeah. 50-year-old me looks at it a little bit differently. You know, mm-hmm. maybe President Carter wasn't a great president, but he is one great man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very modest, um, still in, involved. He's, you know, he's humble the way that we're supposed to yeah. be. So it's just interesting. I had no idea that there was someone so close to uh, Grayson County who was a hostage in Iran is one uh, of those hostages. This is the first time I've heard this information. I didn't know about it until this morning, and I thought it was remarkable. The family, according to Jocelyn, the daughter-in-law, they moved to Kentucky in 1998. After retiring from a 25-year career in the military, Donald Homan continued to work as a civilian at Fort Knox's Ireland Hospital until 2005, and they just stayed in Radcliffe, wow. adjacent to Fort Knox, and then passed away recently. I just thought it was a remarkable story, but it also, it, it forced me to kind of, um, to go back through my life. And when, when this, uh, Iran, Iranian hostage, uh, situation was going on, it was just, uh, it was really interesting to Yeah. Me. You always had that first world issue that you experienced as a child that sticks with you. For me, it was the challenger. Oh yeah. I shuttle. can see that. Yeah. I was in second grade. Um, so yeah, I mean, just definitely reflect on that and it shapes your outlook on the world for the first time. It sure does. And so we just, um, there, you know, people like that, that, uh, they just leave an impression upon you, whether you were a hostage or whether you were president Reagan right. or whether you were president Carter, just trying to come up with a solution and bring those folks home. So nonetheless, interesting story. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Dennis Cook is our guest co-host today. Hang around here on In the Know. I'm a Fast food day. Hey. I've already celebrated. Me too. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'd be hard-pressed not to be celebrating fast food day. Yeah. It's National Button Day today. Oh, oh thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for buttons. <laughs> I'm thankful. We were thinking the same thing. I just think of that Subway commercial where they're just popping off the shirt and hitting people in the eye, you know, because mm-hmm. it's the belly. Mm. And it is Check Your Wipers Day today. Reminding drivers to regularly check their windshield wipers to ensure optimum visibility in the event of inclement weather. Hmm. I'll run out and do that real quick. Do you need me to wait for you until you get back? No, I think the show will be just fine. You're going to wait until the commercial (laughs) break and doing that? You know, I check my wiper when the the wiper itself starts, the blade starts to come off the wiper. I got it. Then it's like, hey, I want to check that. I mean, is there a better time? Uh, Obviously today. Quick reminder, a boil water advisory for a section of Litchfield. Uh, Litchfield Utilities having... Uh, their water customers to boil at a rolling boil three minutes prior to drinking or using in cooking. If you are on North Clinton Street and Hardin Street, and that includes Ramsey Drive and Spring Street from North Clinton to Hardin. Did you make a note of that, Dennis? I did. I'm just trying to figure out where exactly I am in comparison. You're on Brandenburg Road at the moment, so you're okay. No boiling for you. Okay. A new survey says nearly half of Americans plan to cancel 
streaming subscription services over rising costs. Okay. Consequently, a fascinating new survey reports more than two in five Americans, 44%, plan on canceling at least one of their TV subscriptions over the next six months due to budgetary concerns. So does this mean the streaming craze is cooling off? Most uh, 80% cite the rising cost of services simply not being worth it. Similarly, the same number agree they simply don't enjoy the content enough or their favorite program is no longer available. Three and four respondents say they've had too many technical problems with their streaming devices, while two-thirds feel the product is too difficult to use or navigate. I will say that the better Internet you have, the longer you keep them. Oh, sh- I'm certain. Uh, right. I mean, so especially if the technical issues, I get that. It may be your actual service. Conversely, the worse internet you have, the longer it takes you to get them. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> so you like download them at work and then go home. That's right. Carry carry content home. Uh-huh. You know, this has been something that I haven't had an issue with since streaming started, even way back when I was getting Netflix DVDs sent to my house. <laughs> yeah. I stopped stuff quickly. If I felt like the first time I felt like it wasn't worth it, it was gone. So where I am at the moment is I have kid in the candy store-itis. Yes, I guarantee it. Because about a month ago, our world got unlocked thanks to the fiber, uh, thanks to the NCTC service. So like I did a data test last night just to remind me. It was like pinching myself. Is yeah. this real? Just to well, smile I was like, again. Well, goodness gracious, look at this speed. <laughs> but as a result, so we have YouTube TV. Yeah. But then now here's where I'm I'm creeping in. It seems like I have multiple everythings. So I went with YouTube TV and then added on the same things that we have that we did have with direct tv okay you got hbo and you got you got to see succession and all those but then it, i noticed 599 at a timing it mm-hmm. we also have peacock and we have hulu and we have netflix and we have and i'm i'm suddenly realizing i don't have enough time to watch all this content so i'm gonna have to really dial in and figure yes. out what the right amount is but what's weird is well got to have Disney Plus because right. of X, and you got to have Netflix because of X show, and you got to have HBO Plus or HBO Max because of this show, and that's where they get you. But they five ninety nine and seven ninety nine you at a time until you go, hey, wait a minute. I'm, I'm paying I'm more. Not, I'm not watching all of that. Listen, you won't, no matter how hard you try, you won't get back to what we were paying for DirecTV. Okay. I don't care. Okay. How, I can fund two households of exactly what we got. So Sorry about that. I just, um, so I see where people are, especially as the price on everything starts to go up. Yeah. You'll have a tendency. You can't control the price of milk, but you can control how many subscription services you subscribe to. And you go, I'm doing away with that one, and I'm doing away with that hey. one, because I can't control how much the eggs cost. You know, you got to go fill up your truck once a week with gas. Bye-bye, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I can see yeah. people with Disney Plus going, okay, I'm done with The Mandalorian. They won't come out again with one until eight months. I'll cancel and resubscribe later. That is one of the beauties about a lot of these services. They're pay-as-you-go. You know, you watch them for a while, and then you right. just tell them you don't want them. And so that's where we are as consumers because uh, it's also, I said, uh, we're kid in a candy store but also starving man at a buffet. Yeah. We're like. We're so hungry. We don't know what to eat first. I'm surprised you're actually at work today. Well, I thought about taking off the rest of the year. You should. Uh, But yeah, I'm already. When am I going to find time to watch that? I used to, you know, I used to watch that, but I've been waiting for this to happen. So, nonetheless, I I hear that uh, Miss Gracie Cook is in culinary class this morning. She is seafood day. I think. I wonder if they're teaching a class at Sullivan on ingredient substitutions. Oh, that's a good question. Because most chefs, including self, are getting ready to enter the period of next week when you might want something that you normally would do for Thanksgiving, only to be denied supply chain. That's true. (laughs) Supply chain issues. It's a a reality. No whatever for you. So I did. There are some articles online that you can find that give you recommended substitutions, like roast turkey. 
you serve a whole roasted chicken or Cornish hen instead of a whole turkey if you can't find one. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, if you can't find chicken breast, use other lean, mild meats like turkey cutlets or boneless pork chops. Yeah. Uh, bacon, if you say bacon is a shortage and it's you know super high, maybe salami or prosciutto, something that's a little oh, closer. Yeah, that's by prosciutto. To bacon. Can't get bacon. <laughs> well, sometimes it is easier to find because most people don't think of it as a go-to. It's probably just about the same price, too. Right now it probably is. But when it comes to baking... That's when you get into some troublesome, like, uh, what if I don't have, what if I can't find flour? Mm -hmm. So if you need all-purpose flour, combine equal parts cake flour and bread flour for a similar texture. Ask Gracie if she's learned that at Sullivan yet. She will think you're super dad of knowing that you've even (laughs) considered it. If it's covered in chocolate frosting, I'd try it. (laughs) Baking powder, mix baking soda with a pinch of cream of tartar. No. Or squeeze Mm-mm. of lemon juice. No. Uh, vanilla extract, you can use an equal amount of maple syrup. You can use maple syrup instead of vanilla extract. Hmm. Instead of brown sugar, you can beat granulated sugar with molasses or honey. Wow. That sounds violent. This is interesting. Um, yeah, oils. I, don't, I don't think it, it's what you thought it meant. Yeah. No? Okay. Onions, uh, when sautéed, red, yellow, and white onions are interchangeable. Scallions and shallots work, too. Etc. What to do? Bread crumbs, yeah. vinegar, all these things that you normally know you have in your pantry that you might go, yeah. oh, they don't have it at the store, or I got to find out something different. Best thing to do with the onions, put it in the trash can. Secondly, that is wrong. Secondly, we back. have talked here in Litchfield about someone going into all the stores and hoarding crackers. We got cracker hoarders. We this is a problem. It's real. <laughs> So whoever it is, quit or give me a box. Do we need to involve, uh, like, the judge executive or yes. someone? Whoever. Can we do one of those little special reports you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> America's Most Wanted Crackers. <laughs> Who's the cracker bandit? <laughs> a new survey says 27% say sweet potato pie is the worst Thanksgiving dessert. <laughs> Oh, it's an overwhelming number. 27%. I can't believe. I mean, these days, I guess, you know, getting anybody to agree on anything at 27% is, you know, maybe you're doing something. But as Thanksgiving grows near, it's the time to decide what is the best and what is the worst Thanksgiving dessert. Of the 607 respondents asked, 9.72%, so less than 10%, said apple pie, you know, the thing that embodies the United States. America, hello. Could be counted as the worst. So less than 10% of people say, so by virtue, that makes it the best. True. The next three disliked are broadly recognized favorites. Pumpkin pie, 12%. Pecan pie, 12.5%. Pumpkin cheesecake got almost 13%. So that's about right. So more the more popular ones. Sure. 25.54% said... Um, uh, coconut cream pie is the worst, but f- 27% say sweet potato pie uh, is the worst Thanksgiving. I agree dessert. with them. And I agree with them. Do you know why? No. I'm hoping you'll say. I never really realized it until, uh, this morning, but I figured out why sweet potatoes are not for me. Okay. Because you're getting out of your lane. Potatoes, potatoes are over here as a starch and as a vegetable. By adopting this persona of being sweet, okay. you're trying to masquerade over here with the desserts. Okay. And that's confusing to me, and I don't like it. Okay, recently in the church office, a sweet lady brought in some candy for us, and I, I was making my way to the door as she came in. She had a baggie, and it was a chocolate-covered ball. And she said, here, try this. What are you going to do? Grab it. Chomp it. It well, looked like a peanut butter ball is what it looked like. I try and do that timeout and pause animation at the moment and then run through the calculations. Where has this okay. been? Where has she been? There's like, no Zach Morris <laughs> in the church office. Okay, so real time. <laughs> Not real time. All right, so you have to take, take it. Take a bite, and it tastes just like an almond joy. Coconut, the chocolate, just gooey. It's awesome. She goes, you know what's in that? 
And that's when my stomach started to turn. I was very nervous. And she goes, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes that taste like Almond Joy. Coconut and some mashed potatoes rolled up in a ball, covered in chocolate. It tasted just like an Almond Joy. That's a dirty trick. Uh, Minus the almonds. You don't get to be both. Dear Potato. Well, this one was great. You don't get to be both. Potato, you can be over here and be my French fry friend. You can be baked. You can be scalloped. You can be twice baked. Can you say, uh, what about cream cheese? Cheese is not for dessert. I rest my case. Cheesecake is. Well, it's cheese. So stay in your lane. So that's why that's why I have a philosophical objection to sweet potatoes is because I you, agree. you can't be trying to be something you're not. You're yeah. either a potato or you're not. <laughs> and I'd rather have you in the vegetable category. My food pyramid needs you. I don't need you over. I got plenty of desserts. I don't need you masquerading as a as a dessert. I'm filtering here. so much right now. What's the next segment? The next segment is that Thanksgiving is a week and two days away, and oh it's already ruined. <laughs> Why? What happened? Is this, it's not the sweet potato thing? Listen, the highs, sometimes you learn things, and they make you so euphoric and excited Okay. that then you get disappointed, and you wish you had just never found out about it to begin yes. with. Does this ever happen to I you? I can relate to that. Reese's is selling its largest peanut butter cup ever. Yeah. Saw and that. it's the size of a pie. Yeah. And on that part alone, I said, I'll have one. I don't care where it costs or what it costs, and I don't care where you have to get it from. I'm having one. You can't even get your words straight. You're so excited. I was told I wouldn't <laughs> be getting death by chocolate this year. <laughs> this is my replacement. Uh, this is my replacement is I want a whole pie of Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. I go on. It gets even better. Oh. It's 3.4 pounds. Uh-huh. It's $44.99. Bring it on. I don't care. That's cheaper than I thought it would be. Honestly. Right. What can go wrong? Oh, I mean, that's an ER visit for me waiting to happen. I'm not going to eat the whole thing. Imagine the delight. In one setting. Imagine the delight I could provide to my family if I served that. Oh, you're sharing that? Yes, I would be sharing that for Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. And they are selling 3,000 of them. Oh, is that all? And they're all gone already. No. Yep. Aww. By the time I could get, by the time I could read it and then say, <laughs> where do I get this? Where do I procure this? Sorry, sold out. Make more. Just make more. Yes. So, again, Fly I almost demand. wish I'd never learned about it. If you're going to tell me I can't have one. FOMO is what I got. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Know. The journey's long and time is drawing nigh. I know this path is hard to bear. Did you know between 1912 and 1948? Art competitions were a part of the Olympic Games. Like painting, drawing. How would you do that? What? That's the thing about art. It's subjective. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Okay. Uh, Dennis Cook. You get up and sing Carry On. Okay. Uh, And now Adele's going to sing I Drink Wine. (laughs) Pavarotti, uh, you're next, I think. Adele's going to sing I Drink Wine. Dennis Goosen, carry on. We're going to decide who's better. Well, she sings that first, and then I follow up with carry on because you got to carry her on off the uh, that's, stage. That's true. I got it. Uh, this is good, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for playing it. Is this a – so tell me about carry on. Tell me about this song in particular. Carry on is something that was going in my mind about three years ago, this little theme I was playing on the piano. And then a year and a half ago at a songwriter's retreat that I went to, songwriter's retreat I went to, I was just going to go and write songs. I wanted to write something about the journey of Joseph and Mary as they went to Bethlehem. So they were visited by the angel, right? They both agreed to follow God's plan, and then they journeyed there. But as they journeyed there, they were thinking, and they were thinking about each other. Joseph was thinking about Mary and about 
about how all of this was going to work out. And did she even realize that she was the one God chose to go through this? And, and, and she thought the same thing, but about Joseph. And, and then on the way there, there had to have been at some point where they reassured themselves of what the angel came and told them. And that's this part. You tricked me into playing a Christmas song on November 16th. Is that what you're telling me? I did, me? but man, any song that has to do with Jesus is worthy of playing any second that you have in a day. Yeah, this doesn't feel like a Christmas song. Yeah, this is a powerful... Who's singing the Mary part? This is my beautiful bride, Sarah Cook. That doesn't seem to be the case, but I noticed you happened to talk over most of her part. And well, then you hushed when you started singing again. Uh, well, this is awkward <laughs> for me right now. It really is. So, But it's funny. Uh, Carry On and then Adele has a single called Hold On. Yeah. Which is in an Amazon commercial. Are you in an Amazon commercial? Uh, no. Okay. I really wish that I was, though. I wish you were as well. Um, so did you watch One Night Only? I sure did. I actually watched One Night Only last night. I, wait a minute! You were doing your listening party last night, weren't you? Yeah, that was at, that was at six. Okay, uh, and the six people that watched. I thank you for that. You got a little snippet of the three new songs. You can go back and watch it. It's oh not yeah, like, that's it's right. Not a, it wasn't it was one not, night only. It was not limited to. It was not ten minutes only. It was <laughs> just a little. It was just a little preview. It's still there that you can that uh, you can see. What uh, mm. What did you think about Adele's well, One Night Only? I I loved many parts of it. I loved hearing her sing. Uh, I loved the beauty of the setting, the atmosphere of where it was Phenomenal. set up. Like I can't even describe. The Griffith Observatory is so oh. beautiful on the regular, and then you add all that projection and everything. Sarah has been there before. She's shared a little bit about that trip that she had. and um, all, The whole setting, hearing her sing was fabulous. She, she was so... She's so gifted vocally to do the things that she does when she flips into falsetto and the chest voice and back and forth with ease. The breath support that she has to really get higher in her range in powerful ways. Some of the new songs are really good. I loved hearing the old stuff. What I did not like, what I thought really broke up everything was uh, the interview. You didn't like it? No, I didn't. Um, and, and, and it had to have been the world's longest proposal. Yeah, that didn't that didn't come off like they wanted it to. Now they've you know that couple, good for them and congratulations. Yeah. And if she was surprised, good for her. But it didn't. The, they had that drawn up. They were hoping for more than they actually got. Um, but it was sweet. And one of the reasons that I, one of the reasons that I really like that section is I knew what song they were setting up. Mm-hmm. You could hear it in the chords yes. as they were walking through. Yes, but that chord was in our wedding. Or that song was that song, in our wedding, awesome. and so we have a special connection to that song, and so I really I like that. But but yes, the media person in me was like, this isn't coming off the way they wanted. No, because he lost his way, right? And then uh, she uh. was even to the point like, get to the yeah. Not she was the girl who was being proposed to was like, yes, move along. I was like, I could have heard another new Adele song during this time. Yeah, you're not sticking the landing exactly right. But imagine sitting down between Lizzo and Melissa McCarthy just after you've been proposed <laughs> yeah, to. right there. And then hearing Adele sing. I don't you know, know who Lizzo is, but I did know the other love. one. Yeah, she was wearing all the feathers. Oh, okay. I saw so. that person. <laughs> uh, the ratings, 9.9 million total views live for one night only. Mm-hmm. That was even, but it was second to Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football had 13.5 million. Listen, listen, people. Adele is one of the greatest voices you'll ever hear. Yeah. Don't take that for granted because Mm -hmm. it's truly, uh, her voice is truly a work of art. I will. uh, I'm so glad that we got to see Celine Dion a few years ago because she also has one of those voices that you have to see. And, but now you're like, uh, got a, ha- a must Have see, to. must see Adele mm-hmm. when given an opportunity. Disney Plus Day was on Friday. Uh, I did not get a chance. You and I sometimes exchange messages throughout the week. Yeah, I didn't get to check on you. Uh, any good drops that you found on Disney Plus Day on Friday? Yeah, one really surprised us. We watched all of the Olaf presents. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe you mentioned that. That's exactly what I was going to mention. Yes, it's. I, I wasn't going to hit play, and I thought, well, they're all three minutes. Well, they're a fast three minutes, including credit. And they are awesome. It's the best thing they did. 
it's the i mean there's good stuff yeah the, the book of boba fett the making of like that we watched good. that too uh and i'm sure there are other things that are good but here's what i used Alea as the example because as soon as i started the first one she loves the little mermaid <laughs> and usually i can tell how good something is is by the belly laugh Yes. Like when she is just <laughs> belly laughing because yes. something is so funny and she did all the way through all yeah. of them, whether it was Moana or whether it was yeah. uh, the Lion King. But uh, I, br- kudos to the Disney team of spotting how good that was in Frozen 2 yes. where Olaf had to explain Frozen 1. Yes. One of the best parts. It's one of the best parts. But to to play off of that and then encapsulate mm-hmm. all of you know some of the best... We have not seen all there is. We've seen, what, five or six of them. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to see more Olaf presents, don't you think? Yeah, and under my roof, I can judge a, a show by by the different age groups we have sitting under our roof. Yeah. And when our entire family is there just cackling, you yeah. know they've done a great job. Yeah, it's really good. It's uh, It's got broad appeal to it, even if you don't know Olaf. Yes. It, it's funny. Josh Gad did a brilliant job with that. So we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning. Hang around here on In the Know. Your child, fear not. The plans are not your own. Fear not. The Savior will be shown. MB's point to ponder for today. What's the first app you open in the morning? Oh, that's easy for me. It is? Yeah, Bible app. Bible app? Yeah. I wondered. Yeah, I read through the Bible chronologically with several people at church, and my wife does it as well. And uh, for the past almost four years now, every day, read through the plan on the app. So, yeah, that's easy. After that, it's probably a tie between Facebook and email. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so I immediately, ch- um, my first thing is I immediately check news sources. Like I immediately just mm-hmm. say, all right, what's happening? What happened locally overnight? What's happened around the state overnight? What's going on nationally? Right. And as you, you happen to know, <laughs> I start yes shipping that content around to yep. various people that might need it yep. on any given day. And then like everything I do from the moment I wake up is to get to this point. Yes. It doesn't mean there aren't other things that cycle in there, but just from the time I wake up is trying to figure out what's going on because I've got to talk about it in three hours. You got to get in the know to be on in. Well, I do. I, I, it's, it's recommended that you have some knowledge. (laughs) Uh, I mean, not required. No, obviously with, uh, you know, uh, me and Sam helping out. It's recommended that you should be knowledgeable about your topic, but also, you shouldn't be afraid to admit when you don't have all the knowledge that you need. Absolutely. And, um, you know, maybe maybe the knowledge will. Now, the first, it, here's what I would say about, um, if you're not me, that like mission-oriented as soon as you wake up or you're not on a, you know, if you're not on a, on a reading plan, like, because I th- do think that's the, go ahead and do that and get it out of the way. Um, you better start off in the right mindset. That's what I yeah, say. Yeah, make a dedication to that. If you do it first, then you don't have to make excuses all day on why not to spend the time to do it. But right. on that note, here's what I would offer. Consider how important that space on your device, on your home screen, consider how valuable that real estate is. And here's what I mean. If you seed the control or the the ability <clears throat> to notify you on your home screen of something, you're in essence ceding some level of control of your attention to it. Um, if you're trying to spend less time on Facebook, for heaven's sake, get rid of the notifications. Absolutely. If you're trying to focus on something else, you know, if you if you don't want to go down the rabbit hole on sports scores then don't let ESPN tell you who won the game last night. Mm -hmm. And here's why. They know what they're doing. If they can get you to their app, they will give you the next thing you want and the next thing you want and the next thing you want and the next thing you know you could have spent 20 minutes doing something with your kids or whatever. So in the the exercise of what app do you open first, make sure it's the most important. 
Yeah, without a doubt. I always tell folks, if you're having trouble with it, take off notifications, but move the app to the last page on your apps or delete the app and only go in and use the Chrome or Safari where it's more challenging Mm -hmm. just to see your info and then get off. Yeah, because, I mean, by design, they're just trying to get you to use it more. Yes. And so, and they're giving you those little dopamine rushes when you... When you swipe and you say, what's next? And to, know, oh, what loads up here? To have your eyes open, you get a re- weekly report to show you your app usage. It's true. You, you want to look at that. The uh, On television tonight, another great use of time. <laughs> on NBC yes. tonight, the season, uh, or the live top 13 eliminations of The Voice, The Flash, uh-huh. season eight premiere on The CW, season six premiere of Riverdale is on The CW, and on OWN, Apparently that's Oprah's network. Oh, okay. Series premiere of the big holiday food fight. Well, somebody text me when the voice is at top 10. I think I'll start watching then. I guess that three we, weeks from now after, or after tonight, they won't take three weeks to get to the top 10. Will they? I, I have mean, no idea how that works. I don't know how it works either. Today's highlight in history. This day, 1914, the newly created federal reserve banks opened in 12 cities. Litchfield didn't get one. Oh, I know. I was surprised too. Well, in 1907, Oklahoma became the 46th state of the Union. In 1982, an agreement was announced in the 57th day of a strike by the National Football Powering through the twin. They are so rude. Disrespectful. We're right in the middle of the show. That was a very important piece of information. Yes, it was. Mark Helgenberger is 63 today. Dwight Gooden is 57. Diana Krall is 57. She can sing a little bit. A little bit. Lisa Bonet is 54 today. Wow. Oksana Bayul is 44. Maggie Gyllenhaal is 44. Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live is 28 today. Gone but not forgotten, W.C. Handy. W.C. Handy. Was born in 1873 in was good. Uh, Henderson. Was good. Wasn't he born in Henderson? Uh-huh. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, he was. And Burgess Meredith was born in 1909. Hmm. Of course, from... Uh, Rocky. Got me, Mick. No, I've never seen Rocky. Really? Grumpy Old Men? Have you seen Grumpy Old yeah, Men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Meredith was in that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I have. That explains something to me. You've never seen Rocky, but you've seen Grumpy Old Men. I got it. Chart toppers. Whoops. Ah, it's all being revealed to me. Seen all Ernest movies as well. <laughs> Ernest, <laughs> Ernest ruined Easter. Oh, that's not one. <laughs> that's not but one. it should have been. <laughs> 1957, Thurston Harris, number one, with Little Bitty Pretty One. I you actually good? thought they were going to sing much sooner than they are. No, but uh, you know what this is, though. Huey By Lewis the intro. And the oh. Do you know that you like the Huey Lewis version better? Uh, I love Huey Lewis, but I'll stick with the original. Little Bitty Pretty One. Love Huey Lewis. Let's go to 1966, the new vaudeville band. Well, after hearing "Carry On" versus this, I like mine better. <laughs> I can't play I can't play whistling songs on days that that Beach is here. Oh, so I have is that to say right? whistling songs for when she's not here. Whistle away. What was that? What was that noise right there? Was it, was it a trombone or a kazoo? And what were they trying to emulate? It had to be. You mean a sack butt? Excuse me. Trombone. I like to call trombones by their original name. You didn't know that. True story. Chevy went down the road. <laughs> Look it Chevy. up. It's Google. That's a much better. That's a much better name than trombone. I'll start using it. It's my favorite Four Seasons song. Who loves you? This is great. It's my absolute hands down favorite. Yeah, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons song. Who loves you, pretty baby? It's great. It kind of makes me want to sing. Uh, see Jersey Boys. You know, I've never seen Jersey Boys. Oh, Is it a TV show or a movie? It's a Broadway show that they okay. made into a movie. So it's you know, kind of okay. like they did with Hamilton. Cool. So it's good. Wham! Number one, 1984. Screams 80s, doesn't it? It friend? does. How about... Uh, can we do a mashup of Who Loves You, The Four Seasons, and Wham, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go? I, as long as the vocal of Wham is out, I'm, I'd am i listen. <laughs> as long as it's out. Yes. I got you. Let's go to... 
1993. Meat Loaf. First name, last name. Meat Loaf. This came out in 93? I think 93 is right because it's uh, it's not 93 or 94. It's cut off my sheet. Wow. And in 2002, Keith Urban was number one with Somebody Like You. From uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is the movie that it's in. Oh, really? Now, I also, if we're going to do Somebody Like You. Yeah. Then we also should do, in 2011, Adele Adkins was number one. I had hoped you'd someone see like someone like you. Dennis, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you again for letting us share about church and sharing about the CD for missions. Joyful is wonderful and can't wait to play it some more as we launch into the holiday season. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. He who lives in harmony with himself lives in harmony with the universe. He who lives in harmony with himself lives in harmony with the universe. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Dennis Cook, I'm MB. Now you're in the know.